Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle, pain and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. everybody and welcome to another episode. In today's episode, I'm actually going to be talking about how hormones specifically impact our mental health. This is a topic that is of huge importance to me because it's probably one of the places that gets the most overlooked by physicians and practitioners. Um, I hear over and over and over again when I talk to women about their hormones that they go to their OB, they go to their maybe their family medicine doctor, and you know they're talking about their symptoms. They're, maybe they're having heavy periods or painful periods and mood swings, and there's very little discussion about how that's actually impacting them. Um, but worse than that, what hormones are actually doing to the brain that impact these different areas of their life. And so I feel like, you know, just from my own journey of walking out, um, overcoming, you know, the overlap of how hormone imbalances affected my mood and my ability to parent and all of those different areas, um, that this is a really important topic of conversation. So I hope that you hang around for this conversation today. I hope that it blesses you. I hope that it encourages you um, and just really allows you to um Take the steps that you need to get the help and the healing that you need on this journey. All right, so I wanted to talk to you guys today about how hormones impact our mental health and why this is so important for us to talk about. So hello, my name is Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach. I work with women all over the world to get rid of their irregular periods, um, painful periods, cramping, you name it, everything that goes along with that. Um, but today I thought it would be really, really good to dialogue with you about why looking at hormones and the impact on they have on our mental health is so important um, and the issues that those hormone imbalances can cause that maybe have been overlooked either by you or your practitioner um, and what you need to look for in the future. So, um, so all of our hormones impact our brain. There's no way for them not to because they are cellular chemical messengers. And those cellular chemical messengers get into every cell of the body. But when we're talking particularly about women's hormones, it's really, really important to understand how those don't, they don't just affect our emotions, they actually affect us on a neurotransmitter level. So some of the common issues that I hear from women regarding their hormones that are really big problems for them are um, issues with, you know, rage, irritability, mood swings, low libido, cognitive changes during perimenopause, you know, and even after pregnancy where some of those cognitive changes don't heal. Um, it's never just about getting rid of, you know, the painful periods or the mood swings or the irritability. It's always about how those changes are actually impacting them 
on a day-to-day basis. Um, I know for myself, when I was walking through my big hormone crash um, about 12 years ago after the birth of my first daughter, I had so much shame because I didn't understand what was happening in my body. I didn't understand that the irritability wasn't a part of my personality, that the rage that I would feel, you know, three days before my cycle really had to do with low progesterone. It had nothing to do with like a character flaw. And yet there was nobody to tell me why these things were actually happening in my body. So I'm going to break that down for you today. And if this is helpful for you, I want to make sure that you register uh, for the Get Control of Your Periods workshop. It's just 17 bucks. Um, It comes with a ton of bonuses, including a free 30-minute consultation with me when you register by this evening. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Um, if this, again, if this resonates with you, I don't want you to miss the opportunity to get the tools that you need to feel better. So let's talk about what's actually causing those symptoms and some of the changes that happen in the brain, uh, when our hormones change. So we're going to talk first about high estrogen. So estrogen has to be metabolized by the liver in order to, um, move out of the body. There are a lot of different reasons why women don't metabolize estrogen very well. Um, One of those is, you know, uh, toxin overload from the environment. So we're getting a lot of environmental estrogens that are problematic to the body. Um, And then the body just can't keep up. It, it, the body can't keep up with metabolism. And so then it builds up in the bloodstream. And so a lot of times what we see with excess estrogen is not just painful and heavy periods and cramping, um, you know, and a heavy flow, but it's actually fatigue and irritability. Um, and those are two of the very first symptoms that actually resolve the fastest once we begin working through the different protocols to balancing your hormones. So if you're watching um, this, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally have those symptoms. I would love it if you would just put a thumbs up, um, in the comments or type a, yes, that's me. Um, if you're listening, then just nod along, um, because you are certainly not alone. And a lot of women think that, you know, their fatigue, their irritability before their cycle that like, I can't get up off the couch feeling is just because they've had kids or like, Oh, it's just mom fatigue. It's not just mom fatigue. It is absolutely due to that high estrogen that makes us feel very tired and bogged down. Um, on the flip side, low estrogen, specifically when we're talking about, um, perimenopause and menopause where the ovaries are not producing as much estrogen, um, what we typically see are actually pretty significant cognitive changes and these cognitive changes don't just, um, they don't just affect like memory processing and the ability to retain information, forgetting events. Um, they are actually visible on scans and MRIs, meaning that there are actual structural changes in the brain that happen in response to the low estrogen. Um, and so this can absolutely impact women. And it, it is a huge concern when somebody is going through perimenopause and menopause um, that we are actually addressing. We want to make sure we're actually addressing um, the changes in estrogen and um, how that's impacting them at a brain level, because it typically will impact their ability to stay asleep, fall asleep, um, their ability to retain information, have a working memory that, you know, what appointment was I supposed to go to? All of those things can be due 
to low estrogen. Um, and so we want to make sure that we're actually supporting the process of, you know, the body producing estrogen in a healthy way so that the brain can actually be protective. Because one of the most uh, important, I feel, research studies that's come out in the last 10 or 15 years is how neuroprotective estrogen is on the body. Um, and so we want to make sure that we're actually supporting our bodies um, through those uh, through those changes to our hormones. Another really common mental health symptom that goes ignored for women as they're entering perimenopause or menopause. And perimenopause, again, is that about 10-year window of time can be up to 10 year window of time before your period actually stops. Okay. Um, is anxiety and depression. Um, because remember that estrogen is neuroprotective. And so if our estrogen begins to drop and we don't have adequate neuroprotective supports in its place, we may experience things like anxiety, depression, um, significant mood changes, uh, maybe a new onset mental health diagnosis. Um, and so if we're not looking at, you know, maybe let's look at the root causes here and see if this is hormonally based, we may actually end up be treating, you know, we might be treating the wrong thing. Um, specifically, you know, I hear from a lot of women that they are prescribed SSRIs or antidepressants during this um, time of their life. And while that may help on a symptom level, it's not actually addressing the reason why they're having these mental health changes. So it's really important that we're looking at that from a mental health perspective so that we can support women the way that they actually need to be supported during these different changes. Um, let's talk a little bit about low progesterone. Um, this is one of the more commonly understood hormone imbalances, and it's where most practitioners will typically start their treatment, um, or they will make assumptions about the symptoms that they need to start treatment with, you know, supporting progesterone. Um, but with low progesterone, what we typically see are mood swings, insomnia, irritability, um, irrational behavior. Um, we also can see things like a flare-up of obsessive compulsive thinking, intrusive thoughts, um, or um, maybe some other mental health diagnoses that can kind of flare up with those low progesterone symptoms. Um, PMDD and PMS would absolutely fit in this low progesterone symptom profile. Um, now, I have lived that. I have walked that out um, as somebody who recovered from PMDD. It is not for the faint of heart, but it is absolutely doable when we address the root causes. Now, the reason why low progesterone impacts us so much in the mood uh, really the mood mental health department is because of the role that progesterone plays with serotonin production and GABA production. Um, if you are like so many of the women that I talk to, they're like, I felt the best when I was pregnant. Um, you felt the best when you were pregnant, most likely because, um, you had a plethora of progesterone floating around in your bloodstream, making your brain and your body feel nice and happy. Now, when that progesterone drops, which is typically in the last half of your cycle, women can experience anything from cognitive changes. They may feel like a flat affect where they're like, I just don't feel like doing anything. I'm apathetic. I'm not interested um, in doing the things that I normally you know, would like to do. I'm feeling low energy. Um, this is also typically where women experience insomnia um, and anxiety or a flare-up in anxiety. And so it's really important that 
when a woman is working with a practitioner, and it's absolutely one of the things that I do in my practice, that we are looking at, we're not just looking at it as, oh, that's just anxiety. We just need to treat it with an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication. We need to look at it as what is the root issue that's going on here? And how do we, how can we support the body's natural ability to produce progesterone, which tends to be much better tolerated by most women? So one of the bigger reasons why women have low progesterone um, is actually, you know, the, the low progesterone is the downstream problem, right? So if you think about that as, you know, it's downstream, it's not the main problem, then we want to go upstream and see what the problems are that may be contributing to that low progesterone. And one of the things that um, we see in almost all of my clients that have low progesterone symptoms um, is the gut-brain disconnection, which is thanks primarily to the vagus nerve. Um, but that's just a big fancy way of saying the digestive tract isn't communicating very well with the brain. And when that happens, the brain actually can't signal the ovaries to produce progesterone. Um, this is an extremely important job that the gut-brain connection has. And so when the gut is not healthy, whether that be due to inflammation or uh, chronic stress or leaky gut or food allergies um, or chronic antibiotic use, it doesn't have the information that it needs to actually communicate with the brain and say, hey, brain, we need you to tell the ovaries to start making some progesterone here. This is also typically why um, if we do not address the root causes and let's say we just give somebody progesterone, we just say, hey, take the progesterone, you're going to feel so much better, um, that it typically doesn't work long term. It may work to manage the symptoms for one or two months. Um, and then the symptoms come back in full force because the body's like, hey, thank you so much for supporting us, but you didn't actually heal the main reason why I'm here. So we want to make sure that we are actually addressing the root cause reason for the client in front of us that is leading to the low progesterone that is causing the mood changes. Now, one of the other ways that we can tell that this is hormonal and not just quote unquote anxiety um, is that typically women that are prescribed SSRIs, you know, a serotonin reuptake inhibitor or an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety, um, again, it may work for one or two months and then they start to notice that their mood is still bad the week before their period. Like there was some improvement, but they're still really struggling for that period of time before their cycle. Um, so it's really important that we are not treating mental health issues as a standalone issue um, because most of the research that's coming out nowadays is actually showing us that what's happening in the brain is a direct reflection of what's happening in the body, meaning you can't have neurological, psychological, emotional imbalances without there being an imbalance somewhere else in the body, which is why it is so, so important to me um, that uh, that we are actually looking at all of the potential root, root causes that are contributing to those symptoms. So um, one of the other just kind of lesser talked about hormones for women that can be really problematic if it's out of balance, especially for our mood and our mental health is testosterone um, for a couple reasons. So testosterone, when it's really, really high, um, is going to lead to things like a really high sex drive, which not everybody complains about. 
Um, but it can also lead to uh, feelings of aggression and anxiety. Um, and the other piece to high testosterone is that when it's not treated, it will actually convert to excess estrogen, which then leads to the other problems of excess estrogen that we talked about before. Um, low testosterone tends to lead people to feeling more like moody and depressed. Um, and so again, when we're talking about the world of women's mental health, we absolutely as practitioners should be looking at this from a holistic perspective. We need to be taking into consideration how balanced are their hormones? Um, are they balanced? Are we supporting the gut brain axis? Are we supporting the liver's metabolism of estrogen? If we're not doing any of those things, we are doing a terrible disservice to the people that are sitting in front of us. So if this is you and maybe you have been struggling mentally, emotionally, um, and you don't know where to start. I want to actually invite you to the Get Control of Your Periods uh, workshop. It's a 90-minute workshop that's going to be coming up on um, June 26th. Um, there will be a replay available if for some reason that time does not uh, work for you. Um, and there's a whole bunch of bonuses that you'll be able to see in my show notes when you click on the link. Um, but I want to see you there. If this is something that you're struggling with, um, then you need to make sure to be with us so that you can actually get your roadmap to better periods. So thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions, um, please feel free to pop it in the comments and I will answer soon.